Hey there, everybody. So glad that you're here for this broadcast. We're going to talk today about faithful with another's. This is a powerful principle in God being able to do more in our lives. So let's go together. But before we do, let's go ahead and just take a quick moment and pray and seek his help. And Father, we do ask of you for your anointing. We ask, Father, for your utterance, your grace to abound towards me, towards us to hear, and that it would be spoken well as you would have it. We thank you, Father, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And he is quickening us and bringing all things to our remembrance that you have said and enabling us to see clearly what you have for us here in your word. Father, we actively now uh, are willing as you help us. And as we go out from here, we will not only be hearers of these words, but doers. And thank you, Father, as you said in your word, we'll be blessed in what we do as we do this. In Jesus' name, we receive it, Father. Amen. So now let's look together. We're going to go to Luke, Luke's gospel account and chapter 16, verse 1. Luke 16, 1. Hallelujah. Are you excited about God being able to do more in your life? I'm excited about God being able to do more in your life. I'll tell you, it, it blesses me when I get to see what God does in ours, but it does me something special when I see it in another's life. Um, and in fact, it's a powerful place. I've seen it personally. I've seen it in, in my life, in my life, where somebody that was close to us, friends of ours, I'm thinking of a time now, friends of ours had just gotten a house. At the time, my wife and I uh, owned a townhome. Nice place. We thoroughly enjoyed it and they were getting a big home bigger than ours it was it was a nice place and we walked in there why would i be upset that they got something nice and we rejoiced with them oh my it was such a blessed day and so we, we actually were able to give them some things and gave them some uh you know whether it was furniture and some things like that to help uh, move them in and and uh, well, it was only days later, it was only, you know, months time, we were in our own brand new home. Uh, we were actually going to train for the ministry there in Oklahoma, and God gave us a brand new home. I mean, no one had lived in it. It was, I think, at that time had been completed about six or eight months prior to that. Glory to God, when you and I will find people around about us and rejoice when God does something good in their life, we're being faithful with theirs. Right, and it enables God to do it in our life. Hallelujah! So let me. I think you're there now. Luke 16, verse number one, and he said to his disciples, Jesus said, "There was a certain rich man, which had a steward, had um, a helper, you could say, an employee, and the same was accused unto him. Now you could say he's a manager, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods." And he called him and said to him, how is it that I hear this of you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you may no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, what shall I do? What am I going to do? For my Lord takes away from me my stewardship. I'm losing my job. He said, I cannot dig. To beg, I'm ashamed. 
I am resolved. I know what I'm going to do. When I am put out of the stewardship, that they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors to him and said to the first, how much do you owe my Lord? And he said, well, you're a hundred measures of oil. And he said to him, okay, so take your bill. I want you to do this. I want you to sit down quickly and write 50. Write it in there, send 50, right? Then he said to another, and how much do you owe? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and write four score, write 80. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. Now, let's look at this. He's not doing at all what's of the best interest for his Lord. He's looking out for his own best interest. And he's looking to do well for another person, even if it saves his own back, right? His own skin, you could say. And so, you know, they owe 100, but hey, make it 80, because I know what? I look out for you now, maybe you'll look out for me later, right? And the Lord's commending this unjust. Why is this unjust? We'll also see this is a key to unfaithfulness. But he's commending it. He's being wise. And he says, um, he said, because he had done wisely for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say to you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. What was right and good about this? He was seeking to help in some way, shape or form those roundabout. And uh, but what we see that was not right. And this is key for you and I, because we want to know what's going to please God or not is going to determine whether he can use us and whether he can continue to bless us and whether his blessing on us will be effective. Right now. Thank you, Father. It says he was an unjust or you could say not a right steward. He didn't do the right thing here. Why not? You could also say he's unfaithful. He is, and let me write, I'll read what was written down. Faithfulness is going to do what God says do. Faith, faith itself only can come when we hear from him. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by word of God. When you and I hear from the, from the master, faith is then present. We have something we can do then because we see it, we've heard it, we know it. He's shown it. And so faithfulness is doing with theirs how they want done with it. So this manager, or you could say the owner here, he is expecting his manager to do it the way he wants it done. And the manager is not doing that. That's why he's an unjust steward. And you could also say this, that faithfulness does what is directed. Faithfulness is not going and doing more than is directed. Why do I say this? Many people today will tell you and I, and they'll expect this in modern work and in, in modern workforce, that if you and I are going to be faithful, we're going to do much more than is asked of us. Now, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you, you've heard Jesus say, you know, if they bid you, right, if, they, if they're asking you, hey, go with them a mile. 
you go with them too, right? But faithfulness is not going to add to what God deals with us to do. If he gives us a direction, or you could say a directive, it's an order, it's a command. Well, he's not wanting us to add what we think would be good on top of that. And this is what a lot of people are calling faithfulness. And a lot of employers, a lot of managers, they are they're in their hearts and in their minds, they're looking at it this way, that if people are not going above and beyond and adding to what they've asked them, then they're not being faithful. That's a lie. True faithfulness is not us adding our good ideas. True faithfulness is just doing what we're told. It's very simple. Doesn't mean you can't be ready for the next assignment. Doesn't mean you can't ask, what do you think about this? Should Would you like me to get working on this? i got some time now. Yeah, great. That's faithfulness. We need to make this very clear because there's a lot of people doing extra things and wondering, why am I not getting rewarded for this? Why am I? Why do they keep acting like this is nothing? You were never directed to do that. You've added that to yourself. That's not faithfulness. And this is something the Lord gave me in, in connection with this. He's, God is not needing our innovation. He doesn't need our great and grand ideas. What he does need, I want you to hear this. He needs our cooperation. He does not need our innovation. He is requiring, he needs our cooperation. We are to be laborers or workers together with God. Anything he's going to do in this earth is going to be together with people like you and me. Hallelujah. So let's go back to the scriptures. And we see here, he said, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. Tenth verse, he that is faithful in that which is least. He just got done talking about the money. And now he's saying, if you're faithful with the least, he's still talking about the money. You want to know what the least part of prosperity is? We're still talking about the money. It's the least part. And if you and I are not faithful with the least part, we can't be faithful with the bigger parts. No, if we can't get our life in order, our checkbooks in order, our bank accounts in check, then we are failing this faithful test. And there won't be more until we get it right. If we're failing to give God what's his, when we know we're to give it, right? His tithe, the offering he's directed of us, right? These, he's not going to turn you upside down He's not going to shake your and my, uh, shake us loose until everything comes out. He's not pressing us to do it. He's giving us opportunity to give him access into our life. The tithe is giving God his place. And the tithe is connected with his blessing. When we give 10% of all that comes in, we're showing the reason I got it this good is because I have the source. Oh, hallelujah. And the source 
has done me so good that I can give him 10% and I can say, Lord, I want it to be known. You are my supplier. <laughs> when they're wondering how I got it so good, how I do so well, it's going to be very clear. And I'm going to give you this 10 right off the top because I know this is what is. Abraham did this before there was any commandment to do it. You'll find this. He went in. He got all of what was in Sodom and Gomorrah. They lost nothing. He's got all of this rich city stuff, and he tithes off of it, comes and finds the high priest, gives him 10% of all of it, and then doesn't take any of the remainder. You talk of man, you're talking about the father of our faith who put money in its place. And that's what we're going to need to see. If you and I don't put money in its place, we're failing this faithful test. And there won't be more of God's best until we, we pass this faithful test. And so we see here that he that's faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, in the money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? If you and I do not get our money right, then there's some other things that, yes, sir, that cannot be done. And I didn't see this until just now, but I'm recalling Brother Kenneth E. Hagan. He, uh, he was prompted of God at different times to give what was to him a huge offering. And, and at one point, it was a $10 offering, and it was all he had. And he's, he said that all the while he's, the Lord's dealing with him on the inside about this, the thoughts in his heart, he's supposed to give this $10. And um, he said, he would ask, you know, have you ever had a, a, a fight between your head and your heart, right? As he's getting this in his heart, he's fighting it with his head. That's all I got. And the Lord would say, that's all I'm asking you for. <laughs> he's thinking, how am I going to give all I have? And God's going, that's all I'm requiring. At least you got it, right? And so he does it faithfully. He's willing. He's obedient. He does it. Days go on. He comes to a place and point. And there was a woman on her deathbed. And um, the Lord let him go there, minister to her. She comes up off of this deathbed. The Lord heals her. Through whose ministry? Through Brother Kenneth E. Hagen. Why? God could use him. How did God know he could use him? Because he gave that $10. Now, I'm telling you this because as he left that place, the Lord prompted him and reminded him. He said, you remember when I, when I dealt with you to give that $10? Brother Hagin said, he said, if you hadn't been faithful in the $10, I couldn't have used you here. Wow. That's what we're seeing here. If you and I can't get our money in check, if you and I can't trust God in our finances, it's coming in between us being used for greater works for the kingdom. They are directly connected, directly, because it's talking about faith. 
It's talking about trusting God. If we can't trust him with $10, no, we can't trust him to lay hands to heal and raise from the dead. No, no, we can't. No, we can't. He says, who's going to commit to your trust the true riches? 12th verse. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, another person's, who shall give you that which is your own? Well, the answer is what, my friends? <laughs> they won't give it to you. Now, this is sobering. I understand this. This is something that makes you chew on it. This is something that makes you check your heart. Have I done what God told me to do? It's okay if we missed it. It's not okay that we missed it before, but it's okay right where we're at. You and I right now can make the decision. I'm going to be faithful with another person's. I'm going to be faithful with what God has given me. I'm going to be faithful with what he's told me. I'm going to be faithful. Now, you and I can't do that just in and of ourselves, but he has graced us. And when you and I will want to do it, he'll work in us both to will, which is to want, and to do of that good thing. Oh, hallelujah. I can see it now. I can see that just did it. I can see you take that by faith. I can see it. This will change your my life as we grow in this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's continue. He said, if you've been faith, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? 13th verse, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and money. Now I'm looking at our time because I got something else good to give to you. Um, how much time do we got? Let's see. Um, so we see here that no servant can serve two masters. They'll either hold to the one and hate the other. He'll think little of one, love the other. You cannot serve God in money. Now go with me. Are we supposed to go up to that one, Father? Okay, let me go to my notes real quick. Hallelujah. So I've, I've told you those two things. Failure, let, let me tell you this. Failure to show faithfulness with another's, with another person's, is a sure way, you could say, it's a guaranteed way to disqualify ourselves from having our own. I'm going to say that again. Failure to show faithfulness with another man's is a sure way to disqualify ourselves from having our own. But we just talked about the answer. You and I right now can make the change. With God's grace, his helping power, and our willingness and obedience, it's a done deal. And what does that mean? That means that you and I are going to qualify to have our own. What's that look like, my friends? Your own means of transportation. Your own home. Yes. I know it seems like you'd have to hang the moon. I know it seems like it's across the world to get that. You can have your own. What's the key? What are we doing with what's in our hands right now? 
If it's someone else's, how are we treating it? This is a qualifying factor. Now, as I've been meditating on this, it, it reminded me of a uh, particular minister. Uh, at the time, he was not a traveling minister. He was a, uh, but there was a particular one that he knew of, uh, a friend in the ministry that had a well-known traveling ministry at the time. And this uh, particular traveling minister, doing well, had a successful ministry. He was not going to see the doctor, but was having some issues. And come to find out, this particular minister, the other minister that I'm talking about, had found out some things were going on, had talked with them. Finally, this successful traveling minister got checked out, found out they had colon cancer. Was pretty far along. And, um, well, they still had a whole meeting schedule. And their family is depending upon their income. Can't work. Got to get treated. And so this other minister was really praying, seeking God. Well, is there anything I can do? And the Lord impressed upon them to take up their travel. That they would go in their place, travel, minister, and do all their assignments. But all of the income would still go to them. What are we talking about? Being faithful with another man. We're talking about putting money in its place. And um, now he didn't just go and make this decision. He said he went and talked with his family, sat with his wife, sat with his children, said, you know, hey, guys, if we do this, notice family, if we do this, Wife, kids, they're saying yes to this thing too. You're in agreement. If we do this, it means that, you know, me as dad, I'm going to be away. You know, I'm going to be out on the weekends traveling. I, I won't get to see you as much these next months. But, but they were all okay with it. Do oh, you see Jesus working through this family? And so they did this. We'll come to find out it, you know, this, this gentleman passed. He, he, uh, but what did you get to see? You see someone who loved God, loved his brother, was willing to be faithful with his. He, he reported, you know, up in, to that point, he was not getting invitations to come speak and travel and minister places. He said after he had done this and sowed that seed, he said, I didn't do it because I wanted a traveling ministry, because I, I, I wanted, I wasn't doing it to get something. The Lord had led him to do this. And as he did, he said after the fact, after that it all transpired, he had many invitations. Many people want him to come speak. And well, in connection with that, you're enjoying the ministry and, and people are, are receiving it. He said it, it really took him back as he first went out and started ministering in this other man's meetings that people, they were hesitant to receive from him. It really surprised him. But over the course of time, God helped them. It went well. And what are we talking about? There was a seed that he sowed in being faithful with another man's that God was able to use to get into his own traveling ministry, to help him to go further and reach more. And that's imperative, my friends. And this is what God's doing. This is part of why 
we uh, as a ministry here have released faith for our ministry vessel to go in this nation here in the United States. That as we go, we will strengthen churches here. We will build up and instruct as the Lord leads and encourage and enable those that we come across to fulfill their call and their ministry. And I'm so thankful we have that part. It's on our hearts that as we go, we go free of charge, that it costs them absolutely nothing for us to come and speak and get the word to these church bodies. Well, in order to do that, you know, there's still going to be costs. There's still going to be factors. And so we have already obtained a wonderful tool for the ministry to do so. We have a class A motorhome that we're able to go across this nation with. And my word, does it make it so much easier to do it when you have tools like this. And so we have released faith that for the 18,000 pounds of that vessel, that um, at $5 per pound, it's completely paid for. And um, at this last update, we have already had 14% come in. And that will be going up here very shortly. You'll be hearing as we give update, that's we have more paid off. Glory to God. And uh, and so if that's on your heart, you can find more about that on our on our ministry website. We, if you you know are just learning of us, spend some more time. Make sure that this is something you want to sow into. Make sure that we're a ministry that God's dealing with you to, to partner with, to help. Because it is a faith seed that brings a faith harvest and God wants to bless you and yours, it's going to be connected with doing what he shows you to do, being faithful. That means you got to hear from him. So we have released faith and we call that ministry vessel paid in full. We receive more than enough to cover it and it's paid for in Jesus name. Praise God. And we're believing with you, all those that have sown into this, that theirs are paid for, that theirs are complete, and that the places they're supposed to go, they will be enabled with the best to do it. They'll have more than enough to go after a godly way and do it. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hey, friends, we love you guys. We bless you. And we want to thank you for all of your. Uh, Praise reports. In fact, I just had one recently. Uh, a brother there, his wife, let me just share this. His wife was having a, a fever, was having some real issues. Well, come to find out, <laughs> in the midst of all these hard times and people not having what they need, they were able to get antibiotics and get her started on that. And now, now notice this, antibiotics can only help. It's just an intervention. It's not a healing. Healing powers working in her body. He said she's feeling better. Fever gone, right? What was a, a chest infection they found is healing up sound and smooth. We're so thankful that we're able to believe with you guys and see God work in your lives. And if we can believe with you, let us know. Get in touch with us. Hallelujah. We love you guys. We bless you. See you soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.